0: Church, and I saw our nation, I saw a map, and Jesus standing right in the middle, and I just, uh, you know, and uh, the, the, but the good thing was that all the states were, that the, the and the states representing the people in them, their eyes were turned toward Jesus, Amen. hallelujah, and it reminded me of that song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, Amen. and then it talks about in that song that the things of earth will grow strangely dim. And if we're going to stay in faith and on top of it and walk above everything, we're going to have to keep our eyes on Jesus this year. Hallelujah. And just let that other part, just let everything else dim out. Just be growth. Hallelujah. Just praise God. Not that we put our hand in the sand. Not that we don't pray, but we just keep a strong focus. And every time the devil tries to jerk your eyes over here to this problem in your life or that, just jerk your eyes back. And say, No, I'm gonna walk by faith. I'm gonna just keep my eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. And if we do that, if we do that, we will have a blessed and super abundant year. And we'll be amazed at where how far we go and what God all what all God is able to do in our lives this year. Amen. Amen. Everybody turn and hug somebody tonight and tell them you're glad they're here. Something I want to share with you tonight and I'm just going to introduce something tonight that we're going to be doing for a few weeks on Wednesday night and I think it's going to really really help you Uh, and it's already helping me a bunch because uh, one of the things that is really helping me this year is that God's put it in my heart to deal with everything, because I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll get something that I'm just, uh, I w- I'd never call it worrying, but I'm just, uh, I'm just, well, you know, try, it's more like, a lot of times it's something I need to make a decision about, and I'll be like, uh, and so I'm, I'm uh, procrastinating on this decision, and I'm, uh, and, and it's, but it's warting me, if that's a word I can use, I don't really know what better word, but uh and so uh the Lord said, "You know you got to take every you got to deal decisively with everything because this stuff is pulling you down spiritually, and so I begin to uh, just let the Lord show me how to deal with some things, and uh it's made all the difference in uh you know, and so we're going to talk about that. Uh, is one thing, but really what we're going to start out with is to have about having a victorious mindset, and I want to go ahead and get into that just a little bit tonight, and uh, <clears throat> and then we're going to do some other things, and if you need prayer tonight, we'll pray for you and everything. Romans twelve one and 2, if you want to turn there, hallelujah, just hallelujah, bear with me here, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God... A pastor's been talking on Sunday how we 've been recreated in our spirit man instant in an instant in the twinkling of an eye, but it 's up to us to deal with our body and our our soul, and so in verse one, he tells us what to do with our body to present it to God, a living sacrifice hallelujah and then, in verse two, he tells us what to do with our minds, which is to renew them to be transformed in our minds by and we get transformed by renewing of our mind. And so uh, we want to talk a little bit about that tonight. And then go over to James one twenty one. Hallelujah. The Lord bless me. And I'm trying out teaching from my iPad. The Lord, I had a good end of the year. Hallelujah. God blessing me. And so uh, I'm trying it out. I've seen some people doing it. And I'm not, the jury's out on whether. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. So going along with, especially the last part of this verse, going along with Romans twelve two, by the, the renewing of your mind and that transformation of your mind and then receiving the word of God engrafted in so that, and that's what brings our soul to a place of salvation. Our spirits are saved instantly. And so we're going to heaven. You can go to heaven with an unrenewed mind. They do it every day. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you're going to live a fruitful and blessed life on the earth if you go if you go ahead and get your mind renewed according to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. If you are saved and don't renew your mind, you're going to live just like the heathen until the last breath, and then you'll go to heaven. You won't have any better life here on earth probably than the heathen does. Not much. It, well, and to the degree your mind's renewed. Your mind may be renewed just enough to, you know, you may have some level of mind renewal. And it's just, and so we'll talk about a little bit about that. Engrafted means to get the Word of God into your life until you believe it and act it out. Get the Word in until the point you believe it and act it out. The the renewed mind, and this is where, uh, this has really helped me. The renewed mind is more than knowing the Word. We could quote the Word backwards and forwards, and a bunch of us do know how to quote the Word. I mean, we've got it in us. We planted it. We've quoted it. We've quoted it enough till it's in us and we can say it. I mean, maybe not whole chapters, but, you know great quoting of the word but the renewed mind is not just knowing what the word says and being able to quote it because you know what you can know a recipe and not be a cook I know that because I don't cook hardly at all and I know a lot of recipes I mean hallelujah you can know how to sew and not be a seamstress I know I know how to sew. I got the homemaking award in my senior year in high school because I was in homemaking. I took homemaking three years, home ec, three years in high school. And um, and the last year, I got this award for sewing. And, you know, I was I got the whole award for the school at the end of the year for home economics and hallelujah. And um, and I can sew. In fact, over the holidays, I was trying to teach my little granddaughter to sew and we did pretty good. She learned. She learned to sew a straight seam and she learned to sew a seam by hand and she learned to sew a button on. And uh so I could teach her, but I guarantee you I could not make a dress that I would be seen in. It just can't happen. I mean I I cannot do that. So I can sew, I know how to sew enough to teach somebody. But I don't but I'm not a seamstress. And I can know the Word enough even to teach it, and still not have a renewed mind. Because um, having a renewed mind is thinking like Jesus thinks. It's acting, you know, you, you know you have a renewed mind when you act on the Word of God without even thinking. You don't even think about it. You do it without thinking. It's second nature. Then you know your mind's renewed. That's when you know you have a whole new way of thinking. I found a new way of living. We sing that song or used to it back in the olden days. That when you get your mind renewed till you have a whole new way of living, a whole new way of acting, a whole new way of talking, and you don't even have to think about it. You don't have to walk around saying, I'm not going to confess that. You're just in process when you're like, I'm not going to confess that. Oh, I'm not going to curse today. Well, you're in process, and praise God for making this decision not to curse today. But as long as you're still having to make that decision, we haven't got there where we've had a total transformation in our mind. Or when it comes to finances, when, when the bill comes in and we don't think lack, because as long as we're still thinking lack or fear, we, we don't have a renewed mind. That's, that's but we can still quote the word. We have to be to the place where we tithe without thinking about it. We don't even think about tithing. We have to remind ourselves to release faith because it's so second nature to us just to write the tithe check out that we we could forget to release faith, you know, because it's just boy, that's just you know we don't, and we are we, a lot of us are that way. We've gotten to the place where we write our offering out, and uh, hallelujah, the bank even knows they they don't even you know nobody they just it's just automatic, hallelujah. And so, uh, the, you know, you've been transformed in that area, but you could be transformed in the tithing area and still not really have peace about your finances. So we want to get to the place this year where we we not only just know the word, we think different. We we are we're transformed. Hallelujah. And so that brings us to the first... Uh, we're, this is going to be about having a victorious mindset. And that brings us to the first one is the first victorious mindset. Number one, the only one we're going to talk about tonight is the truth will make me free. And we know that's a scripture. You know, know the truth and the truth will make you free. You know, there's a difference between believing in Jesus, which is what most Christians do, and believing like Jesus. We want to go from believing in Jesus to believing like Jesus believes. And boy, pastor's doing a good job teaching us on this, who we are in Christ. And surely, if you do take a page of that every day, it begins to change the way you believe about yourselves. And you begin to believe about, you know, Jesus stripped himself as his divinity, found himself in the Word of God, and had to believe what the Word of God said about him. And and you know, uh, hallelujah, glory to God. Uh, So we believe like, so, so this victorious mindset is knowing the truth and the truth making you free instead of, and this is where a lot of us have been, or maybe you know people that have, let's just say we know some people that have, that you're kind of believing to be zapped. Instead of believing to know the truth and the truth make you free, you just want God to zap you. In other words, you want a special speaker to come in, somebody that's stronger in some area than you, and they want them to lay hands on you, and I'm going to get zapped one of these days, and the finances are going to be taken care of, and my healing's going to be taken care of, and this is going to be taken care of, and this relationship's going to be taken care of, because God's just about to zap us. Amen. No, he said, if you will know the truth, the truth will make you free. Amen. So even though we believe laying on of hands, laying on of hands is a great part of who we are as spirit-filled believers. And I personally believe we need to have hands laid on us all the time for impartation because we get impartation, uh, through the laying on of hands. We can get impartation for power, for miracles, for integrity, for blessing, for breakthrough. It's a part of our, it's a part of our personal spiritual growth to have hands laid on us. I don't believe you really grow as you should unless you have impartations and have hands laid on you for these things, more than just for healing. Having hands laid on you accelerates your life in Christ. Hallelujah. Romans 11, Paul said to him. he said, I long to see you that I may impart. He wanted to see them. He knew there was something if he could get in their presence that he could impart to them. And the but you know what, the benefits of impartation will not last. How many of you have ever gotten a meeting and you did get an impartation and it, and, and and during that, that three days of special meetings, you had freedom and you got free and you knew you were free, but you weren't able to keep it before long. you were back, and you were about like you were. but that's because of not having a renewed mind. That's when you don't have a renewed mind so um the benefits of impartation will only last if I believe the truth in the area that I was prayed for. If I know and believe the truth. That's why sometimes, you know, it does just about no good. You get, you find somebody out the mall and they're feared and in fear about something. Maybe a tornado's been, or something. You go, well, God's not giving us a spirit of fear. And it's just like, and it might comfort them for a minute, but just here in a minute, they're afraid again. Why? Because they don't have a renewed mind. Or you might say, but but Psalm 91 says that we're, we abide in the secret place of the Most High. And, and uh, He gives His angels charge over us. And you know, they, they don't have a renewed mind. They can't hold on to it. And just for a minute, they're comforted by your words. But they don't maintain this because why? They've not been transformed by the renewing of their mind. They may actually have heard that scripture before. Oh, yeah, I know that scripture, they might say, but they're not transformed by it. They don't have a whole new mindset, a whole new way of living. You know you're transformed by the renewing of your mind when you just keep eating, keep shopping, you know. And there, the, you know, the whistle's blowing and you're like, well, it won't come near our dwelling. I'm in this mall. It won't come near me. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. It has to lift up in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Now, a lot of people call that irresponsible. But if you're transformed, now, if you're doing it fair, you know, I tried to show a lady one time in, where it says, the house of the righteous will stand. And she said, now, you're telling me, if I just walk around my house saying, the house of the righteous will stand, the house of the righteous will stand, that it, and I'm like, well, uh, I could tell something wasn't working there in the way she was thinking. It's like, you know, she was just going to, in fear, you know, no, we've got to get transformed. Hallelujah. Okay. So I'm, I'm just about through. What I believe is more important than the beliefs of the one who's praying for me. What I believe is more important than the beliefs. doesn't matter what Brother Wynn believes. As much as it matters what I believe and what I believe will help if I am if I am believing and he's believing, then we're going to get something done more done now you know when we're all in process in different areas, but my my thing to you tonight is quit waiting to be zapped and get and quit just quoting the word and and thinking your mind's renewed because you can quote the word. And get in with get on with transformation of knowing the truth, hallelujah so uh <clears throat> you can attend great meetings and still be bound, couldn't you um, uh the truth makes us free if we get a hold of God's word in an area in in our and our way of thinking is changed, then we get free in that area, and sometimes we have people that are really free in one area most of us have areas that we're really free in and then areas that we still need to get transformed. And you know those areas in your life. The renewed mind believes and acts on truth in every area of life. Hallelujah. Uh, If you want to have lasting freedom every day, not just in a meeting, you're going to have to have this transformation by the renewed mind. So the victorious mindset, number one, that we, that we have, have learned tonight, hallelujah, victorious mindset number one is you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. And so it's important that if we have an area that we know we're weak in, maybe fear is still bothering us, we have to get on that area. We can't just um, ignore that area. Do you know what I'm saying? Not just, uh, we have to get on to it until we, and and deal with it. That's what I talked about. Instead of letting something just ward at you, whether it's fear or whether it's uh, fretting over something you've got to do or a decision you need to make, you need to resolve the issues so that you can live in peace. And so if there's an area that's not transformed, focus on that area. If you know you've got an issue in some area, don't just... if you If there's an issue, you know, with your children do deal with it. I know the Lord told me he said don't don't fall for the thing of they'll outgrow it. That is that is the devil. That is a lie from the pit of hell. You have to deal with things. You have to be the the trainer, the you have to transform them. Hallelujah. Cuz out just counting on them outgrowing it, even if it's something physical, I know one doctor told us something about carter and when and he was little and said, "Oh, he'll outgrow it. That is a dangerous place to live. Don't just count on outgrowing bad habits or anything. You know the people that are rebellious that are still that are fifty years old, they didn't outgrow it. they didn't outgrow it, so you get on it, and it's work. It's a thousand times more work. Train, uh, raising kids than you thought it was going to be easy to get pregnant easy to hey easy you think birth is hard birth is nothing compared to raising birth is over sometimes it might take I've heard of people saying 36 hours but 36 hours is nothing like a lifetime hallelujah and so you know you have this uh, and then, hallelujah, you, we think, oh, you know, I remember when I was a young mom, I was like, oh, if I could just get them through this first year and get them sleeping. <laughs> the first year's the easy year. That's what you find out. They are well-behaved the first year. Yeah. <laughs> hallelujah. About 18 months. Then you are going to engage and you're going to be really fully engaged for several years. And then I always kind of think about seven, if you've really been diligent from 18 months till about six, at about seven, you kind of, things kind of lighten up till about 13. And then you better engage, you know, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, you better be engaged, you know, you better not just be, oh yeah, you know, hallelujah. Glory to God. So praise God for that. Well, does anybody need prayer tonight? Hallelujah. Well, let's receive our Wednesday night tithes and offerings.